Shalom, and thank you for listening to Beit Zayit Messages. If you enjoy this teaching, consider joining us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. at 465 Lee Highway in Verona, Virginia, for our morning Shabbat services. Or watch the service live stream on YouTube, Facebook, or on our website at BeitZayit.org live. May the Father bless you richly through the hearing of His Word. All right. Well, very good. Well, I'll go ahead and hop in. I have the message for today. So it's good to be with you guys. Shabbat Shalom. Amen. And we'll go ahead and uh, pray before we begin. Avino Malkenu, our Father, our King, thank you so much for this time of coming before you. Uh, I ask, Father God, that your words come forth uh, from my mouth to glorify you, Father. Let everything that I say, Father, uh, bless your people today, Father. And also let them be a blessing to me. Let your words be a blessing to me, Father. Uh, thank you for your goodness in Yeshua's name. Amen. And amen. All right. So instead of talking on the uh, Torah portion, I actually wanted to share with you a little bit about Yom Kippur. There's actually a lot. So um, I'll mention that tomorrow as well. So uh, we, we'll have a very brief descri um, describer too, a, a, like a mini sermon tomorrow night as well. There's a lot to talk about about Yom Kippur. Uh, it's the Day of Atonement. So the interesting thing about this is this is the most misunderstood of all the festivals, arguably, that are on the calendar for the whole year. A lot of people think, well, didn't the atonement, of, like as believers, happen on Passover as, as believers? But we also have to remember, too, the, the time of repentance. You know, we, uh, the announcement of the shofarim, or shofarot, rather, uh, on Rosh Hashanah, call us to repentance, you know, that judgment is come. And then we have 10 days in between that time to today, uh, tomorrow night, rather, um, that begin the actual festival of Yom Kippur. So that actually starts us off with the days of all and ends the days of all, and we enter into the sealing, the sealing of the judgment, so of the book of life and the book of death and the book of the in-between in traditional thought. So at that point, there is no more in-between. It is either life or death. So at this time, I'd like to focus your attention uh, to talk, speak with you today on the, the day of judgment and sealing, repentance. Um, there's also the aspect of the priestly duties that, are, that you see in the Torah. So the priest was one of the busiest people in Israel uh, during this time. So why would believers in Yeshua have anything to do with a day of fasting? So that's afflicting ourselves, right? We fast for 25 hours. There's repentance and atonement. Has not the Messiah already atoned for our sins? Well, of course, absolutely. But we also have the fruit of our salvation, which is obedience. We also follow him because we love him. He's our father. And Yeshua has shown us back to our father. He has reintroduced us when we had gone astray. All of us from following our father in heaven, knowing who he is and what he expects of us in, in this life. The high holy days of Rosh Hashanah, that we just had, but also Yom Kippur foreshadowed the last days and the final judgment. Yom Kippur comes just 10 days after Rosh Hashanah, the day on which the Torah commands the blowing of the shofar. So we, we just came from that. The blowing of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah warns the congregation, so everyone, not just our congregation, but collectively, the congregation to repent because the days of judgment have begun. The fanfare of Rosh Hashanah sets a scene for the day of judgment in the heavenly courtroom. So interesting to think that there's a heavenly court. So we'll go over that. There's a scripture I'll share for you in just a moment. When the shofar sounds in Rosh Hashanah, the doors of heaven swing open. 
the officers of the heavenly courtroom assemble. So imagine all this vividly in your minds. So imagine this transformation in the heavens, if you will. The officers of the heavenly courtroom assemble and court is convened. The judge takes his seat upon his throne and the books of judgment are brought forth. So interestingly enough, people, people are like, well, there's not a whole lot of books mentioned in Scripture. There's the book of the Lamb we, hear, we, we know well of, uh, which is referring to the same book. We know the Lamb's book is God's book because he is, he is God. But also we read Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 through 10. So this is the complete Jewish version. As I watched, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient One took his seat. His clothing was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery, uh, was fiery flames with wheels of burning fire. A stream of fire flowed from his presence. Thousands and thousands, or or actually millions and millions, stood before him. Then the court was convened and the books were opened. So with that, the books, plural. So I looked in several different translations and you still see that plural use of books. So not just book, but books. So it's fair to also say there's more than one. There's the book of death, book of life, the Lamb's book, and the book of the in-between in traditional thought. So before that sealing, there's this final time of repentance. But I also wanted to turn your attention to the thought of also the book of life and the book of death. It's also just in the physical as well, like from this Yom Kippur to the next. Are you going to live or not physically? Or is it your time to be back in the presence of our Father in heaven? That is also one thought, but also this leads us to the final judgment. So everything, uh, as we've mentioned a lot of times in our tour club readings and also um, what we've discussed uh, years past about, uh, about the, the context of this is also leading to patterns that we see in Scripture. You see that God works in the Tanakh, in the Hebrew Scriptures, one particular way, and then you see it again in the New Testament. And then you see it again, we see also in Revelation. So in this case, we see the book of the Lamb. That's actually everyone whose name's not in it doesn't get to enter into the city that's mentioned in the latter part of Revelations. So it's interesting to see the physical aspect, but also the spiritual implication of these books. So Leviticus 16.29, it is to be a permanent regulation, it says, for you that on the 10th day of the 7th month, So we're in the seventh month right now, right? Tishrei, and tomorrow will be the tenth day. You are to deny yourselves and do no ordinary work, both the citizen and the foreigner living with you, the Torah says. The book of judgment consists of the book of life, as we mentioned, the book of death, and also the book of the in-between. For ten days, the heavenly court conducts the trial of every soul, At the conclusion, the Day of Atonement, every name receives an inscription in either the Book of Life or the Book of Death. Those recorded in the Book of Life will live another year. So remember we talked about the physical aspect as as well, not just our eternal destination, but in this life. Those recorded in the Book of Death will not live to see another Day of Atonement. So that's why we also have those prayers that we repent together collectively on Yom Kippur. Uh, traditionally, you'll see those in the liturgy. But we also are thankful to God that we've lived right now a whole nother year. 
from one, one in the Kol Nidre, we see that from Kippurim to Kippurim, you know, from this Yom Kippur to the next, that we actually get to repent, we actually get to fellowship with each other, we actually get to live our lives and be thankful for our lives that we are here again. In the heavenly courtroom, however, also, we see the devil plays a role as the prosecutor or the accuser, Satan in the Hebrew. That also can mean adversary. The accuser of the brethren, as we see in Revelations 12.10, he presents a list of every person's sins in the court. At the end of Yom Kippur, the judgment pronounces the verdict and seals them. That is the, gaveling, the gavel falling, the books closing. And the judgment is finished. One last shofar blows in heaven and the gates are closed for another year. So repentance from evil deeds is the primary focus of today's discussion, but there's a much more you could discuss about this festival. It is a very somber time. Like even today, it's a somber day. There's not a lot of great jubilation because we're as if you were riding a roller coaster and you're at the very top and there's that stillness, that anticipation of, Something's going to happen <laughs> at this point, uh, if you will. But then there's great celebration at Sukkot when we actually are remembered of God dwelling with us in the desert as a people, but also all peoples, all nations that come in the name of Yeshua, that have come into covenant with Yeshua, will also be together with him as he rules and reigns in Jerusalem. Won't that be an awesome day? That's my favorite prayer I'll always tell you is the Kiddushah. When will you reign in Zion? Soon may it be in our days. May you dwell there forever and ever. Amen. Repentance from evil deeds and knowledge of them allows us to seek God and repent of these evil deeds. So this is another thought that's interesting too, knowing what you've done wrong, obviously, but mentioning it, not just hiding it or keeping it to yourself, but speak of it to God. Repent. That's what this is about. This is serious. But mentioned in Romans chapter 1, we find 22 evil deeds that are called out by Paul, by those who have gone after serving other created things, so like the secular materialistic world we see, rather than God, and even their knowledge of God, in their knowledge of God, they reject him. So people that know who God is, but they refuse to follow him. So he's, he's, you can actually, I encourage you to read the chapter yourself as well. But notice that the last evil deed is, the, is in verse 32. However, we, uh, we who fully acknowledge him, so all of us that believe in him, we instead of walking out our own way, seek to follow him and confess our sins and repent of having done them. So we have guilt. We feel bad for doing so. We don't just go, eh, I'll do what I want or yeah, he'll forgive me. I'll be all right. But actually fully confessing that and actually feeling that guilt. And the guilt is the Holy Spirit nudging us saying, you need to repent. You need to get yourself right. You, this, this is not kosher. This is not okay. You know, that's what that is. Thank God for, that, for the Holy Spirit in us. But on a side note, isn't it interesting that there's 22 that are listed by Paul? The last one actually uh, is just, uh, we'll read that. But the interesting thing is 20, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. I just thought that was kind of interesting. That is how many letters you'll find in the traditional alphabet. So Romans 1, 29 through 32, it says, They are filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and vice, stuffed with jealousy, murder, quarreling, dishonesty, and ill will. There are gossips, there are slanders, haters of God. They're insolent, arrogant, and boastful. 
They plan evil schemes and they disobey their parents. They are brainless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And here's the last one. They know well enough God's righteous decree that people who do such things deserve death. So they know that, but they're like, eh, whatever. That's the last one. Yet not only do they keep on doing as they, um, yet not only do they keep doing them, but they applaud others who do the same. That's the big one. So those are the 22 things. And we also find that in the Didache as well, which is a, a reading I, uh, that's very interesting on the subject. But in closing, uh, the Messianic luminary, Paul Philip Levertov, comments on the order of the prayer in the Amidah. So we read the Amidah, we pray the Amidah here, where the prayer for knowledge is before the prayer for repentance. So this also, first quoting him, Levertov, first it says, you grant knowledge to mankind. After the petition for knowledge, we ask for repentance. So without knowledge of sins, one cannot differentiate between good and evil. That's a big one in the church world today. A lot of people just think they can live as they want and there's no consequence. Nothing could be further from the truth. We all have to stand before the judge. Even if you have covenant with Yeshua, there's still, could you imagine being told everything that you did and having to hear that from the creator of the universe? <laughs> so without knowledge, a person cannot come to, to repentance. So that is another aspect of knowing what you did, knowing what sin is. It is this knowledge of sin that we recognize, then recognize in where it is in our own lives that, that brings us to complete repentance. So if you know what you've done, you know what sin is, you can repent of it. Do not continue um, to elucidate or, or rather participate in evil traits in our lives, thereby allowing these qualities to gain the upper hand in our nature. It affects our nature once we continue living that lifestyle. We will eventually come to despise good character traits altogether as humans. We have an opportunity in this world to repent and seek the ways of truth of our Father in heaven. Let now be the time to come to before him with a clean heart and continue to seek his refinement through repentance. And in closing, Luke 15, 7, our master just was in a discussion. And he says, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who turns to God from his sins than 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. So with that... Um, Thank you for your time and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. Again, thanks for joining us for the Bates I Eat Messages podcast. This podcast is an extension of Bates I Eat Messianic Congregation, a group of Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah, currently meeting in Verona, Virginia. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review along with a five-star rating or give us a thumbs up wherever you're listening from. If you're interested in learning more about the Creator and His Word from a Messianic Jewish perspective, check out our website at BaitsIE.org for helpful resources and more information. Until next time, Shalom.